Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Other way, Xfinity is here to make things simple, easy, awesome. Visit your local Xfinity store today. Restrictions apply, not available in all areas. And while you're there, be sure to ask them, of course, about Xfinity Internet. You know, Xfinity delivers gig speeds to more homes than anyone, so you can do even more now on your devices than ever before. And they've got a variety of speeds to choose from, so whether you're doing Zoom calls from home all day, building your own website, or simply playing games in your spare time, Xfinity has the Internet speed to fit your needs. Visit XfinityStores.com and schedule your appointment today. Howie, it's summertime. And you know what that means, Danny. The summer of a thousand engagement sale at Robert Irwin Jewelers. That's right. This is the perfect time to buy an engagement ring or wedding bands. Great sale. You could save up to 40% off. And guess what? What? With any engagement ring purchase of $14.99 or more, you're going to get a free wedding band. You got to see a store for complete details. What if I already have my engagement ring? Hey man, no better time for a diamond upgrade than right now. We always have free financing. Take up to 60 months to pay. Robert Irwin Jewelers or rijewelers.com. Find your keys. Find your get up and go. Find pants that aren't sweats. Find the world is new again. At Chevy, we want to take you there in a stylish new blazer where bold, sophisticated design meets agile performance. Or go off the beaten path in the strongest, most advanced Silverado ever. Maybe even slide behind the wheel of a new Equinox and discover the small SUV that's up for just about anything, anytime. It's up to you. So find your friends and your favorite playlist. Find blue skies and some fresh air and your sense of wonder. Find your perfect Chevy online or at your local Chevy dealer so you can find new roads again. Right now, combine $5,000 cash allowance and $1,000 option package discounts for a total value of $6,000 on a 2020 Silverado 1500 Crew Cab All-Star Z71. Visit Chuck Hutton Chevrolet, your Mid-South Chevy dealer. Not available with special financing, lease, and some other offers. Take new retail delivery by 8-3-2020. 92.9FM ESPN presents the area's only national columnist who spends his afternoons bringing unique perspective to Memphis radio. He'll make you think. He'll make you laugh. He'll sometimes make you change the station if children are around. And he apologizes in advance for that. It's 4 o'clock. Let's get into it. This is the Gary Parish Show. All right, I'm here. My name's Gary Parrish. I'm speaking to you from Memphis, Tennessee. Benadol's producing the program. Glad he's with me. Glad you're with me. Hope you're getting through the day just as best you can. Hoping that the Grizzlies were going to enter on Friday's first game. The resumption of the NBA season without more injury news, because this afternoon we got more injury news. Tyus Jones, the only true backup point guard on the entire roster, he's dealing with knee soreness. He will be reevaluated in a week, so he's going to miss some time. Multiple games, not ideal. But it can be worked around. What does it mean for John Morant's workload? We'll get into it momentarily. First, though, quickly, let me set this afternoon's schedule for you. 425, going to be joined live from the bubble down at Disney World by Grizzlies head coach Taylor Jenkins. He had a Zoom call uh, earlier today, so I've already talked to him once. But I'm going to talk to him again live here on 92.9 FM ESPN. We're going to do that in the next segment. When I finish that, I'll take a break, come back, do four notable stories, 444, at which point I will discuss four previously undiscussed stories. Among them, the SEC is reportedly on the verge of finalizing a conference-only 10-game football schedule for the 2020 season. This is not a surprise. Big Ten's already gone this direction. Pac-12's already gone this direction. There was some speculation that maybe the SEC would be reluctant to, I don't know, pay attention to science and actually try to come up with a plan that's at least possible to work. But 
Here we are, SEC going conference only with 10 games, barring a surprise. We'll get into that around 444. The Dodgers and the Astros. It was the game to watch, the dinner to go yesterday, and boy, did it turn into the game to watch. <laughs> Joe Kelly decided to start throwing at Astros. The bench is cleared. Joe Kelly had an incredible facial expression directed at Carlos Correa. And we do have breaking news. He has been suspended eight games. And he will appeal. Um, I would have to look this up. Obviously, like, it just happened, so uh, I don't have time. I'm live on the radio. Has a pitcher ever been suspended eight games for th- not hitting somebody? Nobody got hit last night. Oh, that's a good point. Nobody got hit. He threw behind Alex Bregman, threw behind Carlos Correa. Nobody actually got hit with a pitch. And Joe Kelly does have a reputation for just, like, having no control. Mm. To be clear, I think it was intentional, but... Um, I'm a little surprised that he got that lengthy of a suspension given that nobody actually got hit with a baseball. But either way, we'll get into it a little later on this hour. Eric Gordon had to lead the Rockets scrimmage last night with an ankle injury. Could be out two weeks, and three of the teams chasing the Grizz have games against Houston in the next two weeks. So that's not great for our local NBA franchise. I'll give you the details a little later on this hour. And tee times for the first round of the WGC FedEx St. Jude Invitational. They've been set. When is world number one John Rom teeing off? Roy McElroy, Brooks Kepka, Big Bryson. I'll tell you what you need to know during four notable stories, 444. Five o'clock, Jeff Calkins will join me, and I will at that point discuss his latest column at DailyMemphian.com. This dude, this dude's something else. It's probably like three weeks ago. I was explaining in great detail why it is asinine for them to try to play high school football in the state of Tennessee. During four notable stories at 444. Then I bring Calkins on at 5 o'clock. He's like, why are you ranting about high school football not being played? And now three weeks later, he's the one writing the column. He stole your idea for a column. Borrowed. Borrowed. But, like, this was easy. This whole pandemic, like, I don't understand why it takes people so long to get caught up, like, where we ought to be. Three weeks ago, it was obvious we don't need to be playing high school football. And now, like, that they're at least con- still considering doing it, it's even more obvious than it ever was. Like, what are we talking about? <laughs> and yet, I know because I read the comments on Jeff's tweets. And, oh, and there's some people. Don't read the comments. Oh, boy. Don't read the people, comments. There's some people who still, still t- at, at 4.07 on July 29th in the year 2020, still don't understand why it's ridiculous to have teenagers playing high school football under these circumstances. But I'll chop it up with caucus. We'll do that a little after 5 o'clock. Then I'll eventually do dinner to go and get out of here. So that's the right now. we got a lot to get to, but I want to start with notable Grizzly news of the day. Injury news, not good. Tyus Jones, the only true point guard on the roster not named John Morant, will be sidelined for at least a week with what's described as knee soreness. So he will miss Friday's game with Portland. He will miss Sunday's game with San Antonio. He will miss Monday's game with New Orleans at the very least. That's three games against teams chasing the Grizzlies. And Tyus Jones is going to be sidelined for each of them and perhaps more. Some numbers for you. Tyus Jones is averaging 7.4 points, 4.4 assists, and then 19.0 minutes per game. So that's 19 minutes a game that they're going to have to get from somewhere else. And, again, the Grizzlies do not have a third true point guard on the roster. They have other people who can be primary ball handlers on the roster, but they don't have another true point guard on the roster. The closest thing to it might be DeAnthony Melton. And though I love DeAnthony Melton, um, he gives the ball away sometimes Mm -hmm. a little too often when you put the ball in his hands a little too much. Kyle Anderson can also get some of those minutes. And Taylor Jenkins on a Zoom call this afternoon that I was on, um, acknowledge that you know both of those guys will 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 be asked and and responsible for um, you know handling some backup what amounts to backup point guard minutes as Taylor pointed out accurately when when DeAnthony first started getting rotation minutes they were as the backup point guard and then he started playing more off the ball um, because you know Tyus Jones uh, exists and because let's be honest you know. The, De'Anthony Melton with the ball in his hands, it's not the best version of De'Anthony Melton. We'll just put it that way. Um, but now he's going to have to have the ball in his hands a little bit more. Kyle Anderson going to have to have the ball in his hands a little bit more. And 
I did ask Taylor this because from first game of the season through the last game before the pause, they were very careful with John Morant's minutes. If you remember, mm-hmm. it was a point of frustration for Grizzlies fans early in the season because John wouldn't play as many minutes as Grizzlies fans thought he should play. And the explanation was, we're just going to be careful with this. You know, we're not going to try to push him uh, more than he needs to be pushed. Like, we have a lot of data available. We put a lot of thought into this, and we are going to handle our players, uh, particularly our young stars, a certain way when it comes to minutes and workload. I mean, there was that one game early on where, like, Josh set out, and people were like, why is he sitting out? Mm -hmm. And they were like, you know, more or less the explanation was, we know what we're doing. Or at least we have a strategy that we put in place, and now we're going to follow it. Uh, but it was still like a point of contention among some Grizzlies fans. I say, I say all that to say this. I asked Taylor this afternoon, and I'll talk to him about it again in the next segment. These games are important, very important, right from the jump. They're not important from the jump for the Bucks. They're not important from the jump for the Lakers. Game one is crucial to the Grizzlies. Game two is crucial to the Grizzlies. And given that you just lost your backup point guard, who averaged 19.0 minutes per game, is it possible that you don't try to make up all 19 with some combination of Kyle Anderson and DeAnthony Melton minutes? Is it possible you just put more on John Moran? You just say, okay, you average 30 minutes per game. We're going to try to turn that into 35. That means we only got to get 14 um, of Tyus Jones' minutes from somewhere else. You're gonna take, you'll take five of them. And Taylor did acknowledge that um, they're not gonna put too much on him, um, and they will be aware of of what they're asking him to do and whether he's capable of doing it. And they will talk to him about it. But the implication was pretty clear to me that yes, John Morant's gonna play more minutes. You know, these games are important. And he's built to do it. Like, he is in very, very good shape coming out of the quarantine. Not all basketball players probably worked as hard and as consistently as Ja did over that four-month stretch. But, I mean, we saw the videos on social media. Ja was hooping Mm -hmm. and staying in shape and staying conditioned. And when I asked Taylor this afternoon, you know, can John Morant's minutes go up in the absence of Tyus Jones, um, he more or less said, uh, yes, they can, and certainly implied um, they probably will. And so maybe that's a silver lining in this unfortunate news. You know, obviously, if you could snap your fingers and undo it, you would snap your fingers and undo it. But if it leads to more John Morant minutes out of necessity, then maybe that's not the worst thing in the world. And if the Grizzlies suddenly uh, find themselves operating at a higher level because of something uh, unfortunate that happened, they would not be the first NBA team to ever do that. Now, it's a little bit apples to oranges because we already know John Morant is a star. Really, the conversation right now about him in the absence of Tyus Jones, it's not like, well, this frees up some – Playing time for John Morant so we can see what he is. Like, we know what he is. Mm. We're talking about John Morant playing 35 minutes a game instead of 30. You know, 34 minutes a game instead of 28 uh, in the absence of Tyus Jones. But famously, you know, the Golden State Warriors became the Golden State Warriors because of an injury. I think most people know this story, but perhaps not everybody. But, like, the Golden State Warriors were a good team. David Lee got hurt. And so they're trying to figure out what to do. They go, well, maybe we'll just throw Draymond Green into the starting lineup, see how that goes. Next thing you know, they're playing positionless basketball. They've got this death lineup that has Draymond playing some five, and then they go on to be you know, either a dynasty or something on the verge of a dynasty, depending on how you define such things. But my point is that NBA teams sometimes take a bad situation and make the best of it and then become better because of it. And perhaps this could be that for the Grizzlies. Obviously, you want Tyus Jones back as quickly as possible. But if his absence takes a 
John Morant 29-minute game and turns it into a John Morant 36-minute game, and that's a John Morant 24-point performance that becomes a John Morant 28-point performance, and he gets a few more shots up, and it results in a victory that might not otherwise have been there, well, then that's not the worst thing in the world. So, again, less than ideal news that Tyus Jones is going to be out at least a week. And the way the Grizzlies worded it is he will be reevaluated in a week. This is why when we talked about Justice Winslow last week, I noted that they – I thought it was interesting. They went ahead and ruled him out for the year. Mm-hmm. They don't usually do that. This is what they normally do. We'll be a real reevaluated in a week. We'll be reevaluated in a month. Sometimes it's we'll be reevaluated in six weeks. So when they went ahead and said Justice Winslow's done for the season, however long the season lasts – I thought that was interesting and notable because it's not the way they normally handle injuries publicly. But with Tyus Jones, we're back to how they normally hand them. Not he'll be out a week or two or three. It's he's off over here for a week, and then we'll reevaluate the situation, and we'll see where we're at. So that's that. That's the big news related to the Grizzlies. But there's also big positive NBA news in general, and that's that they announced earlier today that they've had zero positive tests since July 20th for COVID-19, obviously. They've had 344 players tested regularly over the past nine days, no positive test, which means the NBA has not had a positive COVID-19 test since July 13th. That's awesome. Yeah. I think it's yeah, going, and I talked is. to Rick Buecher about this yesterday. I think it's going better than they thought it would go. I think they thought it would go well. Otherwise, you don't even try this. Or maybe you try it and hope it'll go well. But I think they thought it would go well. I think it's going better than they thought it would go. And if you look around at the other bubbles, they're all going well, too. The NHL, zero positive COVID-19 test in a seven-day span from July 18th through July 25th. They administered 4,200 56 tests in that stretch. No positive test. 4,256. Zero positive tests. MLS, they've had zero positive tests in their last nine rounds of testing. National Women's Soccer League, zero positive test during their entire tournament that concluded this past weekend. So what we know is that You can do team sports in a bubble in the United States even under these circumstances. It works. The big question is, can we do team sports in the United States under these circumstances outside of a bubble? Maybe. Maybe. Although the Miami Marlins story was a discouraging one. But the update on that is that they had another player test positive this morning. So that's now a total of 15. And Major League Baseball is now formally investigating the 15 players. Yeah, I mean, come on. This sounds like a Marlins problem. It sounds it, like a Marlins problem. Yeah. Because they've test, everybody else in Major League Baseball has been tested. All mm-hmm. 29 other teams, every other player, zero positive test. No other players on any other team have tested positive, just Marlins. And so with the reports connected to that now, what it seems to suggest is that they think a player or two or five, whatever the number is, Broke protocol. Mm-hmm. Did something they weren't like, hey, here's a list of things we're telling you you should not do. And they think that they went and did them. And now it can become a money thing because players were guaranteed to get paid on a prorated scale relative to how many games they play. Well, now the Marlins are shut down until at least Monday. They're missing games mm-hmm. that they might not make up. And Major League Baseball is looking into, well, maybe we won't pay these players. If you did this to yourself, now they're going to pay the Yankees, Nationals, Orioles, even if they don't get to 60 games, because those games being canceled, they're not their fault. Yankees, Phillies, Orioles, Nationals are four clubs that are having their schedules altered because of the Marlins outbreak. And Major League Baseball has already said, Listen, we're going to try to make up as many games as we can, but if you don't get to 60, you're still getting paid for 60. This is not your fault. But the Marlins, if you did this to yourself, more specifically, if you did this by doing something we told you not to do, we might not pay you because you put yourself at risk, you put your teammates at risk, and you put the entire 
situation at risk. But what I'm hoping we find out is that it is really just a Marlin situation. Three guys went to a bar, brought it in the clubhouse, outbreak. But perhaps if you actually follow protocols, wear your mask, stay out of bars, socially distance, that you can stay healthy enough to complete a team sport outside of the bubble in the United States. Because if you can do it, that's good news for college football. It's good news for the NFL. And it's good news for college basketball. One last thing on the bubble before Taylor Jenkins joins me in the next segment. It was reported late last night by ESPN that the Jazz and Pelicans are working together to figure out what they will do as a show of support for Black Lives Matter and other marginalized people in this country because the Jazz-Pelicans game is the first game of the resumption of the NBA season. That's tomorrow, followed by Clippers-Lakers, of course. And the plan, as of this afternoon, was that they will not just take a knee before the National Anthem or make some sort of statement before the National Anthem, but that they will intentionally, every Jazz player, every Pelicans player, so that's Mike Conley and it's Zion Williamson, and the coaching staffs, they will intentionally wait for the National Anthem and then take a knee around the Black Lives Matter logo on the NBA court. Um, again, it is a plan that they are strongly considering. Um, the report is that it's probably going to happen, but you know it's a long time between now and just before tip-off tomorrow. But if it does go down that way, it will be the most prominent display of peaceful protest that we've seen um, in any professional team sport in this country since Colin Kaepernick started peacefully protesting so many years ago. And for whatever it's worth, when NBA Commissioner Adam Silver was asked about it this morning on Good Morning America, he said simply, I support peaceful protest. So we'll see. Taylor Jenkins is the head coach of the Memphis Grizzlies. He will join me live from the bubble next. You listen to the Gary Parish Show, 92.9 FM ESPN. Kelly Herb and I love selling homes. I'm Sheldon Rosengarten, and we are both with Mark's Ben Storff Realtors. We sell homes from the river to Germantown and everywhere in between. And Sheldon, don't forget, we sell in all different price range, all the way up and over a million dollars in River Oaks. But we also love selling homes and condos to first-time home buyers in Midtown, High Point, and the University of Memphis area. And people aren't aware how much they need our experience and expertise when they're selling their homes. This involves preparation, presentation, and proper pricing combined with our highly successful strategic marketing program with the Shellbucks option. It's hard to beat that combination and our combination. That's right. And if if you or someone you know is thinking about selling, remember what people often say, that when you want the job done, call Sheldon and Kelly, of course. You can reach us 24-7 at memphisrelocate.com or 682-1868 at 682-1868 or memphisrelocate.com. Kelly Herb or Sheldon Rosengarten. Do it now. Fill your belly at Belly Acres in the heart of Overton Square. Indulge in one of Belly Acres' juicy award-winning burgers, free-range chicken, and waffles. And top it off with a hand-dipped homemade milkshake at Belly Acres. Visit bellyacres901.com for more information. Meet Chuck. Now, meet Chuck's personal information. Hello. Made up to things like account logins, bank info, and Chuck's social security number. Whenever Chuck shops, banks, and browses online, his info travels all over the world. Bonjour. Ni hao. Privyet. Exposing it to cyber threats. Well, that's no good. So how is Chuck able to sleep? Because he knows Norton and LifeLock are now part of one company. Norton 360 with LifeLock provides an all-in-one membership for your cyber safety that gives you device security, identity theft protection, a VPN for online privacy, and more. No one can prevent all cybercrime and identity theft, but Norton 360 with LifeLock is your ally in today's connected world. That's a relief, right, Chuck? 
I think that's a yes. Sign up today for Norton 360 with LifeLock and save 25% or more off your first year by going to norton.com slash news. That's norton.com slash news for 25% off. What's hot for business this week at Staples? Small prices, big savings. Help your business go big with everything you need at amazing prices. From office essentials like paper and ink to health essentials like masks and hand sanitizer. This week at Staples, buy one, get one 50% off on all true red prices. Printer paper and shop in store or pick up curbside. Save big this week at Staples. Ends 8120. In store only. Discount applies to lowest priced item while supplies last. Curbside available in most stores. For muscle pain, body aches, to strains, Blue Emu Maximum Arthritis. It works fast and you won't stink. Its unique formula with emu oil penetrates deep to relieve arthritis pain, sore muscles, joints, and more. I've worked hard to get where I am today, and I won't let anything keep me from moving forward. That's why I signed up for My City Rides. For just $90 a month, I can lease to own a brand new motor scooter that gets me to school, work, and anywhere else I want to go. That's cheaper than a car payment. My City Rides taught me how to ride safely, and if anything goes wrong with my scooter, they take care of it for me. No more waiting around for a ride. Now I can cruise where and when I want with the wind in my hair and the sun on my face. Get started at MyCityRides.org. Baseball's back, and it's Game On with Radio.com, bringing you the best coverage of this historic 60-game MLB season. Follow your favorite clubs on the country's best sports stations every day. They'll break down the news with in-depth game analysis that exclusive player interviews for a unique perspective on the MLB season and all sports. Listen to Radio.com Sports Originals like Swings and Misses. The best in sports talk is right at your fingertips. It's game on. Follow Major League Baseball on Radio.com and the Radio.com app. Reaching out to a friend about their mental health can feel awkward, which is why it helps to have something to break the ice. You could go for a walk or grab a slice of pizza. And if you're not driving, you could even use this commercial break to text them. See? That was easy. Reach out to a friend about their mental health. Find more ways to help at SeizeTheAwkward.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council, American Foundation for Suicide Prevention, and the Jed Foundation. The great thing about facts? They're proven. Like the fact that crude oil contains impurities. Or that base oil made from natural gas is 99.5% free of impurities. And the fact that Pennzoil is the first synthetic motor oil made from natural gas, not crude oil. It gives you unbeatable engine protection. The proof is in the Pennzoil. Based on sequence 4A wear test using SAE 5W30. Ask for it at Jiffy Lube. You know what's not healthy? Stressing about work. Or maybe you're out of work. Stop. Hit reset. You can start a new life as an IT pro in as little as four months from the comfort of your own home, even if you have zero computer experience. Go to mycomputercareer.edu and take the free career evaluation today. Live online classes meet just twice a week. An emergency relief grant of up to $3,500 is available to those who qualify. It's not rocket science. It's mycomputercareer.edu. Guest appear on the Smile Center hotline. Now, back to the Gary Parish Show on 92.9 FM ESPN. Stretch my hands to you. Life like this is what your life like. Try to live the life right. The SEC is reportedly on the verge of agreeing to a 10-game conference-only schedule for football that will try to be played in the year 2020. So that's an interesting development. ACC headed the same direction. We'll get into that in the next segment. Jeff Calkins will be here a little after 5 o'clock. But right now, he took over an NBA franchise that was projected to finish dead last in the Western Conference. As it is, he's got them positioned in eighth, and they are the favorite to finish there. That in and of itself makes him an obvious candidate for NBA Coach of the Year in his first season as an NBA head coach. Taylor Jenkins, please make in the big interview. Award-winning writers, athletes, coaches, the biggest names in sports. It's the Gary Parish Show Big Interview. Presented by Fleming's Prime Steakhouse and Wine Bar. Using food and wine to create memorable times. Taylor, it's Gary. Uh, I appreciate your time. Thank you for being here. Gary, thank you so much for uh, having me today. Hope everyone's doing well back in Memphis. So happy to uh, have a great conversation with you. Yeah, we're holding it together as as best we can. The big news today from your team, Tyus Jones, going to be reevaluated in a week. Uh, looking at the schedule, looks like that means he misses at least three games. It's described as knee soreness. 
after he played 17 minutes just yesterday. Do we know what happened? Yeah, just I think it's uh, a, a thing that kind of popped up um, at the end of the game. You know, it's a little kind of soreness uh, as, as reported. And, um, you know, we're just working on getting some further evaluation where we felt like, you know, we wanted to give it some good appropriate time before we have a better grasp on what's going on. Uh, but just general soreness right now. His spirits are good. Um, obviously, unfortunate timing, um, you know, to have another injury, you know, as we're trying to restart our season. But he's in good spirits, and, you know, we're hopeful that in the next week or so uh, we're going to get some more positive news and have a better feel for when he can return to the court. Yeah, from the moment you enter the bubble, you've now lost two guys who were expected to be in your rotation. And it's one thing to lose justice when you lose him because you can use those scrimmages to prepare for what that looks like. You don't have any more scrimmages. It starts counting on Friday afternoon, and you don't have anything left to to try to experiment with how you're going to play without your primary backup point guard. Um, how many meetings will you have over that today, tomorrow, in advance of, of Friday's game against the Blazers? Yeah, I mean, the, the timing's uh, obviously tough. Um, but, you know, we've got a resilient group. Uh, we're confident in our depth. Our ability just to continue, no matter who we put out there, um, to play Grizzlies basketball at a high level. Uh, but it's unique, you know, obviously two guys that, you know, were going to be in our rotation and, and pivotal members of, of our rotation. Um, you know, it's tough. It's, it's it's the classic next man up mentality, but that's what we've done all season long. Um, you know, we met as a staff uh, when we got the news that he was going to be out for at least a week. Uh, started kind of brainstorming what that would look like. You know, it's kind of by committee, that back a point guard role. Fortunately, we've surrounded our team uh, with a bunch of playmakers. Um, you know, Kyle Anderson, you know, a, a point guard for his own entire life. Um, you know, even though he's in a 6'9 body, he and I had a good conversation today about, you know, the new opportunity there and, um, you know, how we may have a, a few little different sub-patterns uh, throughout the game, but, you know, trying to put as many ball handlers out there. Uh, and hopefully we just play our, our uh, Grizzlies basketball up tempo where we're out and going. Um, it's not always just the point guard that has to lead the break. It can be our bigs, it can be our wings, it can be our point guards. And we're just getting up and playing in great, you know, transition fashion. But uh, obviously, you know, we have to be very mindful of, you know, when we're having to execute in the half court or out of bounds situations, you know, key moments, you know, uh, of games, of course. Um, you know, confidence in Kyle to make plays, you know, DeAnthony Melton, um, who's gotten some exposure with the point guard with us. Just, you know, even though a small amount of time, I've had a good conversation with him and, you know, he, he's ready for the challenge. I think everyone is. And uh, tough lows for sure. Um, and not having Tyus right now and obviously Justice. But, uh, you know, just relying on our depth, knowing that we're going to go out there and compete. we got playmakers all over the floor. And it's a great challenge. Coaches, you know, we can't do it on the pass. we got to just move forward and get ready for Friday. I am talking to Taylor Jenkins, head coach of the Memphis Grizzlies. The first game of the season continuing is Friday against the Blazers. You can hear it here on 92.9 FM ESPN. I asked you about it earlier on the Zoom call. And by the way, on behalf of the media, um, I, I can't thank you guys enough for continuing to do those consistently. They're they're really helpful. I know they're it's weird for you and it's weird for us, but um, you know they are beneficial. And so th- thank you for 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 being there as often as you've been there over the past few weeks. But um, I, I mentioned like uh, people want John Morant to play more minutes anyway, given how important these games are. Could you see an enhanced workload for John Morant? And I know you're going to be careful. It's nonsensical to throw all of the strategy you use throughout his normal rookie season out the window at this point. But given the importance of these games uh, starting Friday, could we see Jaws minutes go up a little bit based on Tyus Jones not being available? Yeah, well, Gary, I'll, I'll first start off. Uh, I love having the conversations. I'm happy to do it every single day. So uh, even though it's unique, our, our media availabilities these days, which we were doing it all in person, uh, but it's great. It, it, it's it, it's uh, something I enjoy over the course of the season, talking high praises about our team and what we've accomplished so far and, um, you know, the relationships we're building, uh, you know, you and me and, and the entire uh, community. So, um, you know, so glad that we're actually able to do it. You know, I'm glad we're able to still have that access as, as uh, unique as it is. And, you know, as it, were, as, as it relates to Ja, I mean, I, I mentioned it earlier, you know, he, he's built for big-time moments. I mean, he's so dialed in right now. Um, you know, our, enti- our entire team is. I mean, obviously recognizes, uh, everyone recognizes, you know, when you've got two of your, your teammates, you know, that play significant roles out, um, there's naturally going to be, you know, more responsibility sh- shed throughout the entire roster. And, 
you know, in Jaws' case, you know, we've had these conversations since the moment we drafted him about what this rookie season, you know, you alluded to that, what this would look like for him. And now with a four-month gap in between, you know, that, that makes it even more pivotal <clears throat> to stay true to what we believe is, is a great rookie campaign for him and understand what that workload is. I mean, th- this is a pivotal year for us, pivotal moment right now. Um, you know, we're in a great position to make the playoffs, and we're also thinking big picture, too. But all the training that's gone in, all the preparation, all the performance work, all of, you know, the, the programs built around, you know, Jaws' rookie season on and off the floor with our performance team has set him up to play more minutes. Um, these have been dialogues all season long, but even over the break, you know, uh, like all of our players, especially Ja, you know, you talk about what he's done to his body to continue to enhance the strength, um, not lose any of the athleticism, um, the, the cardio work he's put in over the break, and then just how he's attacking the train right now in Orlando. It just continues to give more confidence in us as a team um, and as a staff to make sure that we're, we're putting out as many minutes as possible that are the right minutes uh, for him to help us win a lot of ball games. And, um, you know, just a lot of credit goes to Jaw, to our performance team, to make sure that this is something um, that, that's smart, but also, you know, the, the right amount of aggression, too, because we know these are pivotal moments. And, uh, what you know, no better way than to, you know, get him out there playing uh, uh, high-stakes games in, in high minutes. One of the stories of the scrimmages, <clears throat> I think, is uh, Kyle Anderson. He has uh, consistently made shots from the perimeter, and I – uh, heard uh, Chris Harrington from the Daily Memphian speculate earlier today that it might just be uh, a result of him feeling better after four months off physically than he's felt in a long, long time. Is, is there any truth to that, that um, the improved shooting from Kyle is is a result of um, he had some time off to, 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 to get his shoulder where he wants it to be, and now he's, he's, he's feeling better than he's felt in a long time and shooting better than he's shot in a long time? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. <clears throat> Excuse me. I definitely think the health is the number one thing. You know, coming off of uh, a shoulder surgery in the off season and not having ample time to really work on your shot and, and, and spending so much time just to get your shoulder right, I mean, that can take its toll, you know, on your training habits, on, you know, uh, being confident in your shot, confident in your game. And I think the break was a great time for Kyle to just reflect on, let me continue to work on my body. And he was diligent about that over the the entire season. Um, But those are tough injuries to overcome and, you know, get back on track right away. It takes time. Um, And, you know, he pushed through, had a great, you know, first start to the season, worked his way back in. Um, But then having that break, he spent so much time working on his body with a program that we kind of laid out with him. Uh, when he was back home, and then, you know, he spent so much time working on his shot, just like he had done during the season when we were all together. Uh, but now that he's felt healthy, I think that gave him just a renewed confidence, um, you know, in his mind, um, and <clears throat> the, the, just his body in general, you know, what his body could do. Um, and you just see it right now. I mean, it's unbelievable, the confidence that he's playing with. The shot's the one thing that stands out. Uh, but the way he's moving, you know, I've also talked to him a little bit about you just – Everyone calls him slow-mo. This is like the faster version of slow-mo right now. I mean, he's getting out, playing with great pace, uh, mixing in slow-mo moments here and there, letting it fly, quicker decisions. Um, you know, and, and I think it's just a credit of just the time he's put in. It's been, it's been a road. It's been a, it's a challenging road coming off of that injury, uh, but it's paying dividends right now. And I mean, he's going to be so huge for us with this restart uh, in so many ways, even before these injuries and now even more so, but I think he's built for it, and he's in a, such a great place physically and mentally to make it happen. I'm talking to Grizzlies head coach Taylor Jenkins here on 92.9 FM ESPN. Uh, three scrimmages, Jaron Jackson Jr. fouled out of two of them. Um, obviously that's concerning because he's wildly important to what you're trying to do. Um, when you watch his minutes and how that happened, what do you see? Yeah, I mean, you're absolutely right. I mean, JJ's so important to, you know, what we've always done and what we will continue to do. And, um, you know, unfortunate, you know, uh, as we're all kind of getting back into our groove and game routines and game speeds and whatnot, um, I know the officials are too. You go back and you look at some of the fouls, you know, it's a combination of some that are just poor, you know, poor timing, just, you know, wrong place at the wrong time and uh, 50-50 calls here and there. Uh, but the ones that, you know, obviously he and I have had great dialogue. I think he's in a great place, you know, spear-wise. He understands where he can get better, you know, some of the techniques and just readiness. Um, but he's been so locked in from the get-go, you know, spirit, so much energy right now. Um, it's just kind of just, you know, regaining that focus on the floor because um, he's crucial to what we do on both ends of the floor, not just defensively, obviously offensively as well. Um, but I think he's in a good place. 
he's really studied his film and gotten a better feel for where he can be a little bit better technique-wise, maybe a little bit more disciplined. And even beyond J.J., I mean, J.J. is obviously the one, you know, the conversation comes up a lot. But even as a team, you know, even just in three games, we would rank dead last in fouling and, and free throws given up. So our entire team has a lot of work to do. It's one area that we've addressed a lot with the guys because if we can be really good without fouling, get out in transition, more free throws means slower pace for us. That goes against what we're really strong at. So I think the guys are dialed in and uh, getting more comfortable and uh, we'll just be a little bit more ready and a little bit more disciplined to uh, kick it off on Friday. I'm wrapping up here with Taylor Jenkins, head coach of the Memphis Grizzlies. Last thing before I let you go, um, how is life in the bubble? I, like, I know you guys got it good, and, but like, it's not a normal way to live, and you've got a family. Like, uh, how are things going on a personal level uh, with you and, and your players and your, your fellow staff members? Are, are, are you, you know, how's it going down there? Yeah, I mean, Gary, it's uh, it's good, it's comfortable, it's safe, it's different. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's all those things it's across the spectrum. I mean, I would say the first couple of days, you know, it's kind of the quarantine, you know, new way of life. Uh, you're kind of struggling, grappling with that within your head. Uh, but then you get back to basketball, and I think everything kind of starts settling in. But, you know, you can't wait to play someone else. So, you know, you get two weeks in, you know, it gets a little kind of stale, um, you can't wait to play other teams. Luckily, we had this great, you know, three-game scrimmage schedule, um, and that just kind of kicks off what we have ahead of us with eight seeding games and a push for the playoffs. But, you know, one thing that we said on the outset was not just how we're going to work. You know, we're not in our facilities. Our, our training schedules are different every single day. But this was all communicated on the front end um, by the league and, and allowed us to really prepare and make sure we had the best plan possible for our guys. And then the next piece is how are we going to you know, live um, obviously, the number one priority is being healthy and being safe. And I think the NBA has done an unbelievable job uh, putting these protocols in. Everyone's taking it seriously. It's not just the daily testing and the signage everywhere. It's everyone's embracing this pivotal moment uh, to bring basketball back uh, for so many reasons. Basketball, uh, the platform, you know, to acknowledge, you know, the need for change with racial injustices across our country. Everyone wants to make this happen. So it's, it's washing our hands and hygiene, the, uh, wearing our masks. It's a new way of life. That's why it's different. Um, but, you know, we all miss our families. We miss our friends. We, we miss being back home. We miss being in front of our fans, of course. Uh, but, you know, we're sticking together. We're all in this boat together out here. And I think everyone's doing a really good job rallying and creating new opportunities, whether it's breaking bread and grabbing meals, going on the boats, playing golf, going to the bowling alley, playing cards at the table, hanging by the pool. We're just finding a new lifestyle out here, knowing basketball is important, but we've got to have that great, healthy lifestyle, knowing that we're in a safe bubble, uh, let's have that great work-life balance. And I think our guys are still into a good group and uh, groove. Excuse me. I mean, we've got a, a, such a tight-knit group. I think it's been an easy transition. So thankful that basketball's on the horizon here. That's just going to reinvigorate everyone. And I hope it does the same thing back in Memphis for everyone, too. That is Taylor Jenkins, head coach of the Memphis Grizzlies. The season will resume Friday at 3 o'clock. Grizzlies Blazers, you'll be able to listen to it right here on 92.9 FM ESPN. Taylor, it's uh, awesome to hear you're doing well. Appreciate you being here. Good luck on good luck on Friday. Uh, we'll be listening and, and watching, and and obviously rooting for good things. Thank you so much, Gary. All the best to you, and look forward to talking to you soon. All right, take care, buddy. That's Taylor Jenkins, head coach of the Memphis Grizzlies, here on ninety two nine FM ESPN. I wanted to ask him about the bubble because I'm not sure if you saw this last night. Michelle Roberts, the um, executive director of the Players Association, said that. We might be in the bubble next year, mm-hmm. next season as well. You know, like, we're hopeful that a vaccine will be here right. at some point in 2021. And there's a lot of um, reason to believe that it will. Um, but is it going to be here in time to start the NBA season in December? Uh, that's unlikely. And can you really start? a season outside of a bubble if we don't have a vaccine. Perhaps how Major League Baseball goes and the NFL goes will answer that question for the NBA. Sure. It's why you don't need to, to commit to anything now. You just got to get through this and then go, okay, Major League Baseball did it, NFL did it, so maybe we can do it as well. But if Major League Baseball blows up, NFL blows up, then you might just have to go right back to the bubble yeah. and at the very least start the 2020-21 season there, which – would really be tough. It's one thing for these coaches and players and uh, the, the staff members to leave their family and friends 
and isolate themselves in Florida for what is a, a, a not insignificant amount of time, but like you can sort of see the end of it right from the jump. You know, some teams are going to be going home really soon. Mm-hmm. Um, when you commit to trying to play, I mean, what in theory would be an 82-game regular season Yeah, in a bubble? It's tough. I mean, you can't see the light at the end of the tunnel just under regular circumstances <laughs> it's, it's, for an NBA season. Yeah, yeah, those things are long outside of a bubble. Yes. It's a tough ask. You know, it's a, that's where I think you would start to see players opt out. Like, just say, you know yeah. what, I'm not, I'm not leaving my family for six months. I think you'd have to, if you're the NBA, for sure, look at expanded rosters at that point if you were going to try to do that. And right. And... and, and because I do think that you would get, you would just have to accept that you know some of the superstars are gonna gonna leave and then they're gonna have to come back in quarantine and I just think you'll see that. I mean the other like again maybe hopefully this won't even be an issue but like you could break it up you know maybe do two months and then go home for a few weeks come back quarantine try mm-hmm. it again they, 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 you know you'd have to get creative I don't I don't know that just isolating your you know every franchise. For that period of time is, I don't know if that's, I mean, maybe it's worth doing financially, but you're really asking a lot of your players to, and and your coaches to be away from their families for that amount of time. And I know that there's a scenario where families can join the players, but you know, these, these are young players who often have young children who are in school. You can just move your family to Disney world, you know, like for, for six months. I don't think, I mean, maybe you could, I don't know. Hell, they could probably build a school inside of the bubble. That's going to operate better than any of the schools outside of the bubble. So maybe that's the answer. Let's, Hey, we'll build schools inside of the bubble, bring your families and uh, you'll have in-person learning that you might not can get in Shelby County or other places. So who knows? We'll worry about that later for now. We'll just focus on Friday. Grizzlies blazers right here on 92.9 FM ESPN tip-off, little after 3 o'clock. When we come back, big news from the SEC. That league is reportedly on the verge of committing to a 10-game conference-only schedule. I'll walk you through it next. Listen to the Gary Parrish Show, 92.9 FM ESPN. I'm United States Surgeon General Jerome Adams, America's doctor. And all across our nation, we've taken steps together to slow the spread of coronavirus. Now we must continue to take personal responsibility to protect ourselves and our loved ones. Because even though not all of us risk a severe case of coronavirus, we all risk getting it and spreading it to others, maybe without even realizing that we're sick. So if we want to get back to school, back to work, back to worship, and back to overall health, there are things our country needs to do. We need to follow state and local guidelines, take extra precautions if at higher risk, wash our hands frequently, stay six feet from others when we can, And when we can't stay six feet from others, please, I'm begging you, wear a face covering. These small actions will make a big difference. So I'm asking you to say it with me, America. Coronavirus stops with me. You can learn more at coronavirus.gov. Produced by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services at taxpayer expense. It's the mid-1980s, the San Fernando Valley, the X-rated capital of the world, and Tracy Lords reigns supreme. Tracy was like, you know, the queen. Only it turns out the biggest star in adult isn't one. A young woman widely publicized under the name of Tracy Lords may legally be just a child. But what if the victim here is also the villain and the villain also the victim? Tracy was a smart manipulator. From C-13 Originals and me, Lily Analyk, this is Once Upon a Time in the Valley, a real-life thriller featuring Ashley West. I'll never forget 1985. She said to me, Christy, don't ever let them use you. Listen to Once Upon a Time in the Valley for free now on Radio.com, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your shows. The motto for world-class competition has always been faster, higher, stronger. It's the same for Navian, makers of condensing tankless water heaters. Faster to install and set up. Higher performance and efficiency to provide endless hot water. Stronger with the industry's strongest warranty. All because of the copper-free stainless steel heat exchanger built in every unit. Learn about Navian's condensing tankless water heaters and find a Navian contractor at tanklessmadesimple.com. That's tanklessmadesimple.com. Help on Navian. It's Mattress Firm's Summer Save and Sleep Event. 
Save up to $300 on our top-rated brands like Beautyrest, Serta, Sealy, and more. Plus, get a free adjustable base with select mattress purchase of $6.99. Or get up to 50% off select mattresses from our best-selling brands. Don't wait. Shop in-store, online at mattressfirm.com, or by phone for these amazing deals. Only at Mattress Firm. Offer valid with qualifying purchase. Restrictions apply. Valid at participating locations only. Some products only available online. For offer details, visit mattressfirm.com slash sale. Hey, Memphis, this is Brian Reed, president of Best Care Plumbing, Heating, and Air. We're not just your hometown choice for heating and air. We're your number one choice for plumbing, too. We specialize in a full range of services, including clogged drain repair, changing faucets and toilets, water heater installation, leak detection, and so much more. Right now, get a drain cleaning with a free camera inspection for $99. When it comes to your comfort, you deserve the best. You deserve the best. Best Care Home Services. Guests appear on the Smile Center Hotline. Now, back to the Gary Parish Show on 92.9 FM ESPN. The guard killer, this Tokyo and I'm Godzilla. Playing blackjack versus death gun on the car dealer. Just bought a demon, I'm screaming about the car dealer. Last temptation of Mike, but I'm a guard digger. Tell me as a bob that the guard don't need a job. And if I did, the oligarchs would be missing, murdered, and robbed. This is Bonaparte and he paid with Tucson and they went on the world conquest. Tag your Bonaparte. He thinks it's ridiculous to try to play high school football in Shelby County under these circumstances. I agree. I was yelling it three weeks ago. I'll talk to Jeff Cockins about his latest column. We'll do it a little after 5 o'clock. But right now, I got four stories I'd like to discuss. Four notable stories at 4.44. Gary tends to lose focus, start telling stories, and forget what he wanted to talk about at certain points every afternoon. So we've developed a device that ensures he'll touch on important things you need to know each day at this time. This is GP's Four Notable Stories at 4.44. Story number one. The SEC is moving closer to an agreement on a conference-only schedule of 10 games, multiple Sources told Ross Dellinger from Sports Illustrated earlier today, according to Ross, during a virtual meeting uh, earlier this afternoon, a majority of athletic directors approved the idea of an SEC SEC only 10 game schedule. The presidents will ultimately have to sign off on it, but they would almost certainly follow their athletic directors lead on this. And so that's where we're headed. And I ultimately think that's what college football is going to look like this year. Mm hmm. Um, the ACC is experimenting with a possible schedule of all league games that include Notre Dame, but then you can play one game outside of your league. But if the Big Ten says we're not playing outside of our league and the Pac-12 says we're not playing outside of our league and the SEC says we're not playing outside, who are you playing? And if it's not some like – I could actually understand the ACC saying – well, listen, we've got Clemson-South Carolina. That's an in-state rivalry. We will play all league games, but we're also going to let Clemson play South Carolina. I understand that. But when the SEC says, okay, but we're not saying South Carolina can play you, well, then why do you need one of those extra games? And so ultimately, this is what's going to – this is it's the plan right now. Everybody will announce it at different times. But what we're going to find out, whether it's this time tomorrow, this time next week, this time next month, is that we are looking at conference-only football schedules for 2020, and they will build them more or less the way the Pac-12 has built it, I would imagine. Now, what the Pac-12 did is say, we're going to start on this time, and we're going to try to play 10 games for each school over 14 or 15 weeks. I mean, just and not necessarily say that's a bye week and that's a bye week. We're just going to have this, these weekends – available to us so if what happens to if what happened to the marlins happens to wisconsin's football team you're not scrambling to try to figure out how wisconsin's football team is going to make up these games you say okay wisconsin's football team and go isolate yourself for 10 days we're gonna allow you to make that game up on this weekend that we've already identified as a weekend to make up games that were postponed because of this type of outbreak. That is going to ultimately be Major League Baseball, I think, its its greatest misstep 
Now, some of it is not they, having a buffer. They have no room to play with. Um, and some of it is because they fought for so long trying to agree on how to do this. Good point. That they were up against it. Like we have to, if we're going to play sixty, we got to start now, and we got to cram it all in. So they don't have any. There's no. That's why the Yankees and Orioles are playing tonight. It's just like, hey, Yanks, you were supposed to be playing the Phillies. Orioles were supposed to be playing the Marlins. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can't play the Marlins. You can't play the Phillies. Let's just play each other. We'll meet you in New York, whatever it is. Meet you or is it Camden. It doesn't matter. Um, the, baseball has no wiggle room. These college football conferences, the conferences that are going to try to play college football, are going to build in wiggle room. And so, in theory, what you'll see is uh, Tennessee, Mississippi State scheduled for you know uh, one weekend in October. Oh no, Mississippi State had an outbreak. Cool. Well, you know, we'll play that three weeks from now. We got the whole weekend to deal with um, games that we need to make up. And so it's not perfect, but it is probably way more practical than what they were trying to do when one coach and athletic director after another was saying things like, oh, uh, you know, we're ready to go. You know, like, well, I'm looking forward to having Neyland Stadium, you know, filled to the top. I think the college football coaches kept saying stupid stuff like that right. all summer. Dabo Sweeney. Dabo Sweeney was more or less like, I just feel like, you know, God's amazing. And I can't wait to see our football stadium filled up. It's like, what? I mean, I, I can appreciate somebody being optimistic, but not to the point where it becomes idiotic. No, we got to get a plan here. <laughs> yeah, like, the, like as I said yesterday or the day before, hope is not a plan. Well, I just think everything will work out. Thinking everything will work out is not a plan. It's time to have actual plans. And it's a little embarrassing that it took the Big 12 and the SEC and all these other leagues this long to actually start working on real plans instead of hoping everything would be okay. But they are at least finally now working on real plans and acknowledging that things are not just going to be okay. And so the plan is, uh, it appears, uh, conference-only schedules, 10 games spread out over way more than 10 weeks with the goal being then hosted to hold a championship game at some point in December. And then let's have a college football playoff. And then if you have to build a bubble for a college football playoff, you can build a bubble for a college football playoff. But um, that's the next step of we're going to give this a try and hopefully it goes well. Story number two. Dodgers Astros was something else last night. How about that? How about that so um you know i went home and uh, mets beat up on the red Sox, just like the orioles beat up on the red Sox. Mm-hmm. and i told you the red Sox suck they do suck you're yeah, right yeah. they're not good um and so then of course dodgers astros start and you know i've got that one on one of the tvs just because it's a high profile game and it's a rematch of the 2017 world series where the astros it is been proven now it's established they cheated to win the World Series. Mm-hmm. And the Dodgers were on the other side of that. Like, it's possible that if not for the Astros being cheaters, the Dodgers would have won that World Series. Perhaps likely. And so Joe Kelly is a reliever. He was not a member of the Dodgers in that year, but he is a member of the Dodgers now. And in that year, he's a member of the Red Sox, so he hates the Astros too. Anyway, yeah. And <laughs> he comes in and... Gets a 3-0 count on Alex Bregman, throws right behind him, throws behind Carlos Correa, bench is clear, he strikes out Correa, and then starts doing the pouty face to him when Correa's talking I back. I love that. The pouty face is so good. Oh, it really is. Sometimes, it just shuts down anyone who's, like, angry and yelling at you well, it's, it's like much. It's just yeah. fun. They're, just, they're, they're, dis, they're being totally dismissive of your anger. Mm-hmm. Being totally dismissive of your, um, of your situation. I sometimes do it with my three-year-old. He'll be crying about anything, and that's. I don't even know if this is good parenting. Perhaps I shouldn't share this, but uh, but but me and uh, Oliver might join in and go, "Oh, Louie, the crybaby. <laughs> Louie's the crybaby." And he'll say, "I'm not a crybaby." Whatever well, then, works. Well, then why are you crying if you're not a crybaby? That's essentially what Joe Kelly did to Carlos Correa uh, <laughs> last night on national television, and it was terrific. And now he's been suspended for eight games, which um, might not sound a like a lot until you remember this is a 60-game season. Yeah, that is 
I, I disagree with eight games. He He's, didn't even hit anybody. Nobody got hit. Nobody got hit. It's got to be the longest suspension ever for somebody who, who threw pitches. Because this is what it's about. It's about what he did on the mound last night. It's not mm-hmm. for performance-enhancing drugs or uh, domestic violence. Joe Kelly got suspended today because of what he did on the mound last night. And what he did on the mound last night is not hit anybody. One for a lack of trying. He just doesn't, you know, he doesn't have that great much, that uh, great of control anyway. He's the guy who, I don't know if you saw it over the offseason, but threw a baseball through his window. <laughs> did you see this? No. Okay. He has a big net set up in, like, his backyard or wherever he was at. Oh, and he missed the net. He was working on a changeup. He couldn't even hit the big net. He threw a, a changeup straight through his so window. So this was bound to happen. So, like, he doesn't have control, which doesn't mean he wasn't trying to hit Alex Bregman. It just means that even when he's trying to hit Alex Bregman, he might miss it. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say, oh, oh, by the way, so eight-game suspension, 60-game season. If you do the math on it, over a 162-game season, that'd be a 22-game suspension. Mm. That's a lot. I mean, that's, that's undeniably a lot. And so he's going to appeal, so he'll be uh, available to pitch tonight if they want to use him tonight. And though I am against fundamentally throwing at somebody's head, I mean, you can hurt somebody really bad in a career. I just, listen, I understand. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this. Why? A lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion.